Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is the Fat Pack 4. This is Gav, Emma, Keith, and Shawnee. Newcastle United 1, Liverpool 2, from St. James's Park. And oh my God, I've, I can't remember how long it's been since I've been that fucking happy with a win. I'm being perfectly honest. Um, everything surrounding it, everything that went on during it, and then Darwin Nunes just acting the bollocks um, for the last 10 minutes. I absolutely adore it. Um, I want to kind of get overall feelings. Go on, Emma. How are you? How are you feeling right now? Good, yeah. It's like I said before we came on. I was look. It started off a bit of a disaster, but um, I put my lucky jocks on at halftime, and you're welcome. No problem. Thanks a million. <laughs> uh, Keith, Not well going, Emma. Keith, Cheers, how, are you, Keith. how are you feeling, Keith? Because when I texted you, you were like, "Lads, I'm out on the piss," but you've made it back. Yeah, I was out on the piss, so my lads had a football tournament up there in Home Farm today. Got to the final, lost. If we had a won, I wouldn't have been on here, but I had a few commiserate, commiseratory drinks afterwards. But watched the match, and you know what? I've this little absolute blading, deep-seated hatred for Newcastle at the moment, and I'm fucking delighted that we got that win today. It was brilliant. Delighted for the Reds, delighted for Darwin. You know, he's he's not getting much press at the moment, but does this thing, this fake rivalry that's happened with Liverpool and Newcastle, and I can't get my head around it. They, they their fans talk about what rent free and Klopp's head. I don't think they understand what rent free in someone's head means because they obsess about Liverpool. And we went in again and absolutely rumbled them, and I'm delighted with that. Few beers on board. I'm not gonna lie, Gav. I'm a little bit hipsy, but I'm happy. That's all that matters. That's, That's all that counts. I'm a happy man. Loud. 
it should be it should be mandatory um, after wins like that to be honest with you but you just, keep, you just keep lashing the full fat milk in today you'd be grand yeah. Shani, um, how are you feeling? I'm absolutely Elmy not on dopamine at the moment it. it was a it was a double jab at dopamine that was it was absolutely quadruple jab and then just the shites around like this i was it. watching in the camden and the as good as the screen is the fucking sound system is nearly too good because you hear everything that neville says which is unusual for when you're sitting in a pool watching a match yeah but the way he was rimming newcastle for 60 minutes uh the way he was hamming up the decisions the non-decisions then I even heard him. I thought you can correct me now, but he was even saying, "Oh, they're the best team out, out possession in the league. This Newcastle side. They remind me of Diego Simeone's Atletico Madrid." And I was going, "Hang on a fucking minute! Are, are you winding me up? These have done nothing in the game." I, I thought I'm not just saying it. One of my good mates is a Newcastle fan, and I was looking at him today while we were down. And I was going, "You are shy. You have been, you have been dog shy here." And he goes, yeah, I know. Allison has probably one save to make when we go down to 10. I'm like, you's a shy. And I was thinking to myself, I won't lie. I was saying, we might get a chance here. We might nick something and hold out. And then when Salah goes through, I'm thinking, that might have been it. But look, we're going to get on to it in detail. But absolutely fucking brilliant. I just, I've no problem with, well, I do have problem with state ownership and football. and But, I've, look, does Newcastle team are on a trajectory that they've never like that fans have never witnessed in their lifetimes. By being honest, in the nine, whatever in the in the years, they look a decent outfit. But that was a part that, that was fucking bugging me. It was these cones getting way above that station, way above that station in recent months, and fucking talk about fixing a wagon. My God, a fucking a, a, a bit of two boy part in between the spokes there for them. Absolute fucking mackerel munching cunts. Beautiful <laughs> friend. There's, there's, now, Lovely people. <laughs> so, so the thing is, right? Fucking um, wankers, Jordy. Put a t shirt on. If you're not even going to be in a bit of nick, yeah. leave your fucking t shirt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Sean. You're yeah, dead, right? Right. So the thing is, right? I have this. I have this. Te- <laughs> I have this theory that YouTube are watching us, and if we course once in the first five minutes of a show, and um, they don't let us monetize it, but right, I've probably ruined it because I think I said acting the bollocks earlier. Sean, he's absolutely nailed at home, and I'm absolutely all for it. By the way, um, sorry, I'm sorry. No, you don't. No, have don't to be ever apologise. You don't have to be don't sorry. Ever to be honest with you, going through my head now is how quick are you going to demonetize this? Right? Um, I reckon we'll actually be... get us banned. I will just get us banned all together. Ah, listen, come here. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. Elon Musk will take us. Don't uh, worry about Elon Musk will back right. us to the hilt. Um, you want to kick? Look, we go to the incidents in the game, we go to some of the players in the game and stuff like that, and then of course the, the end and, and I want to talk about how Liverpool managed the game and Klopp in particular. Um because Klopp's come in for some criticism over the past, rightly so, for the way he substitute substitutes he makes and decisions he kinda of makes with bringing players on and off and you kinda of go, That's a weird one, but today I thought he was he was absolutely brilliant. Um but just going into it, Emma, I'll come back to you like he, he brings Endo into the team. He puts Gakko up front. Um, it's he has to bring Matab in because Kanate um, is is out with a slight knock. And oh, did that make you nervous, Emma? Because you've a fella that's making a four start midfield. You've got Matab who hasn't played 
yet this season. Gakpo going up front is a good thing, but you're going into whether whether you like them or not, you're going into Newcastle um a half four on a Sunday and you knew the place was gonna be rocking. Um were you a little bit worried by by the team that was put out? Or is that just that's your squad and you have to use it? I think it's probably the best team that we had available um to us. It's some it's something that I had written out beforehand and then it then it got announced and I thought, right, okay, well that's I that would have been the team that I put out. Um nervous I wouldn't say nervous. Like as as good as Newcastle have, well, they haven't. Have they been good? They haven't been good. There's three points from three games now. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think I was in trouble if we just start winning a couple of games. But now going in, look. When was the last? Time, when was the last time he beat us? I don't think he had. I think he's only ever beaten Liverpool once, and that was with Bournemouth. Wasn't when Klopp was there. He's never beaten Klopp. But that was very early in Klopp's. Uh, no, no, I think it was. Think was it? Was that with Klopp? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was like that green kit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. No, it's look. I was quietly confident. Um, I didn't think we would lose it. Um, I thought that maybe the worst we would get would be a draw. I didn't mind Endo going in. It's better. I thought that it's better to have a a lad that's played there before, and I know other lads have played there before, but kind of on a regular basis. And look, Matip is not the worst in the world. I know he hasn't played for a long time, but we could have been going in in a lot worse state than what we were going in. in. Um. So in terms of the the lineup, I thought it was the best that we could we could have possibly put out. Hmm. Shawnee, let's start on a couple of players. Um. And I'm gonna start and go with Alison Becker because um he makes some good saves today. He's unlucky with the goal, but we can answer that in a bit. Um good saves. Yeah. No, the save the save <laughs> he makes from Almiron is like a fucking joke. Oh, it is it's a joke, isn't it? But even what I mean by that, like it's a brilliant save and you can talk about it. But you see his influence on the game. Newcastle are trying to, you know, make that perfect strike. You can see there's you know, when there's the chances they, they were snatching and stuff, hoping to, you know, put it right in corners and stuff like that. But like, he was just massive again today, Alison. Just massive. And he had a shake. Sorry, boys, last week. Boys, I had he, to apologise. I can fucking hear now Gallagher belting out, don't look back in anger here in my fucking bedroom. He's playing around the corner to me. It's wrecking me head. Right. Fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, But anyway, Alison Becker. <laughs> <laughs> Back to back, back to back to back. Yeah, back to the Carl. good lads. Back yeah. to the good eggs. Oh, he just yeah, Gavin then just fucked off. Fair enough. Um, I let him. I let him talk about Allison because I know he wants. He really, really, really wants to talk about Allison. Keith, you're you're distracted by something. What are you looking at? Are you looking at with the fucking stars or something? No, do you know what? There's all sorts of fireworks going on in my blade and outside here tonight. I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. Yeah. Forget about. It. No, no. I have. Good. I have. I have Shani back. I'll, I'll let you Shawnee's look out with the fireworks. Shani. Now it's uh, trying to you, shut the fuckers up. Um. You, well, I don't think you, you shut the fireworks up by sitting here. Sitting I don't there. think they listen to me personally. But if I can shut a door or a window, it might, it might help the situation. Okay. okay. Shani, without fucking off on us again. Um. Would you like to talk about Alison Becker? Would I fucking what? Of course I would. Um. Yeah. The the say from Amaran is. It's ridiculous. It's it's a fight. It should never be shown in slow motion. It should only be shown in real time real because time, yeah. it's arrowing towards the top corner. And then not only does he make the save, then he gets it out of out of goal mount with with a second save. Look, I don't know what to say. To be honest with you, like 
for all the attacking talent that Liverpool have had um, throughout the years and defenders, Van Dijk, Weber, this fella is the greatest goalkeeper we've ever had. I genuinely think he's the he's he's in Schmeichel's class now in terms of Premier League goalkeepers. Yeah. That's how good I believe he is. I genuinely do. I believe he's he's of that ilk and I fucking dread to think where we are about man. The most impressive thing about Allison's performance for me today wasn't on the pitch. It was how he handled everything in the post match. He's translating there for Darwin. And then he's asked a question then just about Liverpool in general. And he turns around and he says, everyone is talking about what's going on in and around the club and you are putting words in their mouths. But none of it is true. This group are all together and we're ready to go. And we know what we're capable of. So it was sort of like an act of defiance from Alison Becker because we know the show has been rumbling on a little bit with, with Saudi and all in the background. And look, we might talk about it later. You can lose any player in that squad. You just can't lose Alison Becker because his importance is fucking... It cannot be overstated, honestly. You'll sign players who'll score goals like Mo. Not as many, but goals like Mo. You'll bring in another centre-half who will shepherd a defence. Not quite like Van Dijk, but just like Van Dijk. There's not a fucking single goalkeeper. Not even born yet. I don't think available on the market. That's gonna that's gonna have the the impact that Allison has, and people might think I'm overstating that a bit, <coughs> but I genuinely don't think I am. He's fucking magnificent. He he makes big saves in big moments, and he's always the fucking cool head in the storm. And honestly, I don't know where we'd be without his post match today. Though fucking was absolutely brilliant. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, have a look because. It's just defiance, and it's just sort of, we're not fucking going anywhere. That win is huge today, and you can tell by the reaction of some of the some of the pundits. Even Neville turned around and says, that's the type of thing that galvanises, and you can build your season off the back of. Darwin Nunes will be feeling fucking 10 foot tall going back in that train back to Liverpool tonight. Um, just can't be overstated, but fucking Alison Becker. Run out superlatives for the fella. He's fucking I just just a colossus. Honestly, like I, it, he he makes the ordinary, he makes the extraordinary look ordinary, and then he just does things that you don't see any other goalkeeper doing. It, it, it's, you, it's funny because you've just said it there, and I think you're bang on, right? Like he makes that save, and people are like, oh, that's a brilliant save. If that's made by anybody else in the league, they'll literally be showing replays of it for the rest of the half. During half time, fucking the rest, you know what I mean? It'd be constantly on a loop where it's, and I'm not, it's a f- outstanding save, but it's like, it's just Allison. It's just what he does. Like, normalized. He does everything else great. He does everything. And he, I thought he was like all over the shop against Barmouth. But today he came out and everything he was asked to do, I thought he was unlucky with the goal. Um, but everything he was asked to do, he's done. And then when he's asked to do the exceptional, he does it, but he did. It wasn't like his footwork is just incredible to get him into that position to make it to make it happen. And he has no right to get near it. Let's be honest, he has no right. This guy is volleying this on the fucking full from is it 17 yards, 18 yards in around that. I don't think he even had a sight of it. I think there was a player in front of him between mm. him and Almiron. 
I think he only gets to see it late as well. Yeah, I just think I just think it was it was absolutely sensational. So I wanted to start with Alison, um, Keith, Trent. A very mixed day for Trent. Um, I think he's extremely unlucky to be booked. Um, he's pushed off the pitch by Gordon. He goes yeah. down. I think he throws the ball back onto the pitch, expecting a free kick. Gets up and he's booked. Okay. Um, should probably be sent off. Um, <laughs> if if you're being honest, for pulling back Gordon. Or he puts his hand out on him, you know, whatever. But still he impedes him and you're kind of going, he's lucky to be on the pitch. Runs, the ball runs under his foot for the goal. Um, and then, of course, he's just, you know, Gordon is isolating him. But, and people are saying Gordon's pulling him apart. But he couldn't get near Gordon because he was afraid if he goes near him, he's getting a second booking. He ends up kind of falling in near centre half. Um, but overall, then I think, like, people are going, he's a liability and stuff. You kind of have to take it in context. But... A very mixed day for him. But for him to come off that pitch as the captain of that team winning overall, Keith, that's I think that's massive for him as well. Yeah, I mean, look, he's let's not make he, he's he makes a mistake for the goal. He lets them in. I don't know, ball watching or whatever. He gets caught off, so he gets caught out. He could have been sent off. As you say, four yellow cards unlucky, but when you're on that, you're risking a walking a tight rope that you're going to get sent off. But he is the captain for a good, what, 70 minutes of that game? 60, 60 65, 65 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a good chunk of that game. And he shows a level of maturity that, you know, he sees it through. He's, that, that's why he's in there as the vice captain. I think I have huge issues with him at right back. If you I'm getting more and more issues with Trent at right back because unless you're a if I'm not going to be a swashbuckling team where that play is coming from the fullback positions, I don't know why he's even in there. But I thought, you know, we had a mixed bag today. I thought he was okay at times, I thought he was poor at times. Um it's it's just the way it's gonna be with Trent. But you know, you look at the the players behind him, he didn't have the safety blanket of Kanate. Um I thought Matip was okay today. I thought Gomez was really good when he came on. Yeah, I want to talk about this. Yeah, um, then I, I, yeah, we'll talk about all that as it comes along. I thought they were really, really good, to be honest. And But he didn't have that that uh, safety blanket, maybe that Kanate gives with the pace and the power and the recovery and all that sort of stuff. Ultimately, I think, you know, he done okay. He started off slow. I thought he got into the game. I thought he done all right. Mm. Um, Cav, I think if, if, if anyone's played football, and he saw at the level, and Emmett, you you're involved heavily in football. Trent's head was gone mm. after five minutes, and when your head oh, is gone, stuff like that happens to you. Uncharacteristic. Mm. You, you're not in the game, so it's not about being a fucking calamity. His head was gone. Yeah. That's exactly what happened to him. Like you said, he shouldn't have been booked. He's pushed off the pitch, and then you can argue he should be sent off. But it's all it's all fucking in conjunction of. His head was just gone. He took his eye off the ball. It's a skill by air and the ball goes under his foot. Because the thing's transforced by the he gets before the ball even comes to this, where's this going next? And and that's what happened. Like, yeah, I'm just not gonna catch Gordon when he goes in behind. So look, I've no issue with Trent playing fucking right back, to be honest with you, because you get look at the look at the goal. No, no, I didn't see anyone remarking about his pass into Salah for the fucking second goal. Nobody talked about, it. and it's out of this world. 
It's not talked about enough. The force goal. It's normalised, isn't it? It's no, normalised. Yeah, the force goal. <laughs> yeah, sorry, force guy, goal. The force goal. I think it goes into Salah and then into Jota, but his force pass is a joke. And he recovers. And a big fucking thing for me was, I'm, I'm going to pick up for Trent. I know you've been critical of Trent on other shows, but I'm going to pick up from here. He was on a yellow and he was having a stinker, boy. Not once did he hide. He was yeah, fucking everywhere. True. He never hid. And you're seeing him at the end turn around, bigging up the crowd. He's fucking... He's, he's still like he's still learning. Trent is still learning. He's very experienced, but he's still learning. He's still a young player at the end of the day. That, that, that's just how I feel. I don't, I don't think anyone should be fucking getting on his back. The, the kid's a generational talent. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. If you want to bar him right back, look at Trippier today. Yeah. Got roasted. He was getting roasted when Yoke was on. Yeah, His Diaz. Yeah, Diaz got at him early and literally just went inside him as if he wasn't there. Like, and like, and I, I, I his head up. went. His, yeah, any, if, his head if did go because football, if you ever play football at any any sort of the level, when your head goes, your head goes, and that's it. It's something you. It's can't like get it, it's like you can't. Yeah, it's like you can't do anything right. And no, everything is going not, wrong. And um, your your body's your your brain is five yards ahead of your body, and your body's not doing what your brain's telling it to do. Because you're flustered. And that's, um, look, I hate the little Lily Savage looking bastard, Anthony Gordon. But that's what he does to players. He's a menace. He's a little menace. He's a pest. And that's what he is. He's a little fucking bollocks. But that's what he does to players. He, he, can, he can do that to you. And I wasn't, I wasn't surprised to see after six minutes that club sent Gomez out warming up. You know, like, it, it looked like he was going to whip him. And yeah. I know, like, Hindsight, foresight, or gobshite. It looked like he was going to whip him off, but I actually think fucking, I think Trent recovered he and did. never hit. He never hit, and and that's the fucking difference. Don't be getting on his back. He's fucking, it, it's a it's a a big mistake, but he didn't go fucking hiding when so was, right. and that and he showed characteristics that I have a captain. Yeah, and, but that, that, but that's what I'm saying from, about that's what I'm saying about um, a mixed day from because like if you actually take it point by point, he shouldn't be on a yellow. He's pushed off the pitch by Anthony Gordon. It's a free kick. He, I think he fully expects to get a free kick and throws the ball back onto the pitch to take the free kick and then gets up and he's like booked. Now, like you're throwing the ball away, right? The foul on Gordon, someone actually said it there. It's a fair point. He said, look, not every foul is a yellow card. He didn't pull Gordon back. He put his arm across as if they were chased for it. Gordon, of course, every time he gets fucking touched, he's like a conflict. He just falls over, right? But, and that's fine. But you have to, like, and I'm going to stand up a little bit from him as well because you have to take it into, into context. You have a winger here that, high on confidence, scored a goal, he's flying, right? Every time he got it, you could hear the crowd wanting him to go at Trent. Trent is a right back who knows he can't get too close for two reasons. One, he can't isolate the rest of his team. You know what I mean? They're down to 10. And two, this little prick is going to go down if I go near him. Do you know what I mean? So, and someone else said in the chat, might have been Kev, said, he got better with managing the situation as the game went on. And I agree with that. Do you know what I mean? And he is part of that first goal as well. So <clears throat> I think overall, like I said before, coming off that pitch as the captain with the armband on, with Liverpool winning that game 2-1, I think is massive for him. It's huge for him. It's his first time proper, you know, captain the, the team and stuff like that. So to go in and do that, I thought was was absolutely amazing. Um, but he has to cut out the stuff like for the goal. That's you see that to me is turning off because I think he's already looking for his pass. 
When, when that's coming back to him, he's already looking, where am I hitting this pass? What am I going to do with it? Instead, yeah, that's of, what it is. instead of getting yeah. it. And, and that has to stop. That has to stop. Because if you're going to trust him to be that playmaker that you're going to play through, even when your winger or your centre-half has it, they're looking for him, he has to be able to be assured of the ball because there's nothing behind him. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like he was in the middle of the midfield when it happened. He was a right back when it happened, so it has to stop. Um, <clears throat> Emma, uh, I really liked Endo's performance. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought he got around. I thought he he, he got stuck in. I thought he, he won some good fouls when he went down to 10 as well, protecting the ball and stuff like that. I thought overall, when you look at it as a four start in difficult, like he comes on with 10 men last week and 25 minutes into this one, we're down to 10 again. And that becomes a, like it's a big part of the team, but that becomes an even bigger part because now you are having to, Make make sure you're in shape in that kind of four four one or whatever it was. But I I really liked what I saw today. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's not had an easy start. No. With the two, uh, with the two 10 men situations. Um, in, the first, in the first few minutes today, I just thought that he wasn't making angles for a pass he was kind of nearly standing right in front of a player and you could see they were kind of nearly looking beyond them or off left or right but i think he, he came into the game some somebody in the chat i mean said he's anonymous some of the best defensive midfielders are in, are, are anonymous as in they go unnoticed in the game they're getting their toe in breaking things up unsung heroes genie was massive um in that way never really got the plaudits but was always kind of uh really big for us um I think he's a good player. Um, I just like Owen Conway reckons in the it, chat he was woeful. Uh, I, oh, like, I didn't think he was over. No. I thought he got around. I thought he put in. He plays seventy minutes. He put in the tackles. I think the biggest thing about him today was when he got the ball. If he needed to win a free kick, he won it. And they were they were big. That that's big for men, fellas. You know, a team of ten men. Anyway. Win those threes and get your team up. There's the a few of them actually. As we were trying to break out from the back. <clears throat> I think he won a few, maybe in between the centre circle and the D. He won a couple in there, um, but yeah, look, he's he's not a fashionable signing. It's gonna take yeah. it's gonna take an awful lot for, and, and I, I hate saying this, the younger generation, <laughs> to 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 accept them. Like our our midfield when it was at its best was a functional midfield. It wasn't full of superstars. It was Henderson, it was Milner and Genie at one stage. Do you know what I mean? Um, but um, I think I think he's he's a grafter. He's willing to dig in. Um, he could have easily gone missing when we went down to ten men, but he didn't. He stuck at it as well. So look, he's gonna need a few games. It took Fabinho how long? Three four months before yeah. he actually got to grips with that role in that and team. Had a stinker in it, his first game. Is well Endo gonna be the person that has to get the grips? With that role, that position. Well, Arge, I think, that, I think we don't know. I think Arge is spot on. He says he's good, but we need an actual starter. He's a good squad option. I, yeah, a squad, fair, yeah. that, I think that's fair. But so if if that's fair, going in there today, it's not his fault that the club haven't signed anybody else. But he's played today, 
and he's done. He's okay. done a job. He's done yeah, a job, yeah. and that's literally there's no that's, that's what you want him to do. Yeah, that's, that's all you want. To, to that's do. all you want them to do. And there, Fabinho always done the job every week. Some weeks he hit great any... passes, sometimes he got a goal. Would you but... rather have had McAllister in there doing it again? No, because it takes away from what McAllister exactly. can do Exactly, so yeah. ultimately you have a player that plays that position and while he might not be on vogue, he might not be the player that everybody wants to see there, that's his position and he can do well, that he job. He's disciplined, he, he, yeah. he wasn't leaving big gaps in there. In the exactly, midfield. exactly. The it's ball, not a when save ball, when they're going through. Yeah, when the ball was bouncing, he, he was getting his head on... He was winning quite a few headers, actually. He was winning headers in and around the box. He was he was more of the disturbance. And to be honest with you, that's all he needs to be because with the quality of Sabozloy and McAllister and, and Gakpo, whoever else you put around them, he'll excel there. Like that. Look, it's fucking... If you're being overly critical on this fella, it's only because you're not happy with the business that's gone before him. Yeah. But judge this kid on... Judge this fella on the games he's playing. And he's done all right. He looked neat and tidy when he comes on against Bournemouth. And he was more or less the same today. Just neat and tidy. Getting the ball. He, 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 all you can kind of ask for someone in a six who's a squad option, option is, dude, he put himself about and then he tidy enough on the ball. And he takes both of them boxes. And he done that today. He was decent in possession. He, he was knitting the ball and getting into the players who, who have more of an ability to affect the game. You know, like... We'll have Thiago and Bacetic back in the, in in the next week. Like Ender might not have to start. He goes in today and he does a good job. He comes on last week with ten men and he does a good job. Like th- people just people just look at this six position as someone who needs to be a big fucking physical dominant domineering player. Sometimes you can just be clever and sharp and, and be in the way and be a nuisance. And I think that's what he does. I don't I, I don't think people need to fucking you don't need to all be overcritical of this fella. If you're going to be overcritical of anything, be overcritical of the fact that he's he's the starting six at Liverpool at the moment because the business that hasn't been done. But I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about transfers because with transfers is a lot of bollocks. If I'm being yeah, honest, with a, with a transfer deadline day yeah, coming today up, whatever a, amount of this. Today is about, about the football. That, yeah. Today is about the football, and he 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 done what he's been brought in to do, and in my opinion, yeah. and that's be six and seven out of ten away from home. And it's a fucking, it's a huge three points away from home because they are a decent side. And I tell you what, that midfield is decent because I thought Tanali and Bruno Guimaraes were very good today. Mm. And they fucking, they dealt with what was in front of them. So I don't even, t- I, I don't think McAllister had a great game either today. But I'm not going to fucking dig him out because circumstances change. All you can really do is look at that game and go, Liverpool are down to 10 men. For three After quarters of the game. Minutes. And they fucking dug in and they grafted and they worked for each other. And I tell you one thing, I'm going to say this now. And I, I'm doing this podcast for as long as Klopp is Liverpool manager. And I actually don't know how many times I've been able to say this consecutive shows. But I tell you one thing. Again, Jürgen Klopp substitutes. Fucking unreal. Brilliant yeah. the way that Chelsea completely changed the game. Brilliant that Bournemouth completely changes the game in their balance when we're down to 10. And the two changes that he makes today on 60... He brings Harvey Elliott on for uh, Endo and he brings Diogo Jota on for Gakpo. Gakpo. And the game turns on its head. Like, yeah. the, fe- the fella there on the right is getting all the plaudits, but fuck me. Diogo Jota was unbelievable when he came on today. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And it's not talked, it won't be talked about enough. We fucking dug that out there today. And I tell you, yeah. 
I don't know about you, but I was starting to think that that Liverpool of all may have passed his boy and we're going into a different era. But they fucking showed today they can still fucking dig. And, and, and fucking, they dug in. Kwanzaa, brilliant when he come on. Gomez, very good when he come on. Every single... And and this goes back to what fucking Klopp said the other day in his press conference. It annoyed me more than anyone about the, having eight centre-backs. But you're not going to fuck these lads under the bus who are bursting their bollocks and training yeah. every day. And they go out and they perform for them today. Mm. And that's all a fucking manager can ask for. And again, I don't, I'm just... I'll I, I, I pass it on. I don't know what Harvey Elliott was doing in the summer. But I don't know where the young flip is that to get in that fucking post of pace from? Because the way he moves around the pitch, yeah. the way he's been moving looks around different. the pitch, honestly, he looks fucking different. Honest to God, he was flying around. He was same against Chelsea, and he was fucking unreal when he comes on today. Mm. He was brilliant when he comes on today. It's a great point look, about the centre-backs, Sean. You started going across it. Their yeah. centre-backs, right, so we say Van Dijk and Kanate are one and two. Matip and Gomez are three and four. Kwanzaa is five. You know, we didn't look weaker when them lads came in. And you have to trust, I know annoyed everyone when Klopp said that, but he's not going to, even if he bought a centre-back, they wouldn't have been playing today. They wouldn't be playing next week. So you go with the lads you have. And I thought they all, well, they all dug in and, and done him a solid today. So it was great to see. And the subs, Harvey Elliott, we've all spoke about him before. You look at that young flip. Some people like him, some people don't like him. He can do no right for some people, he can do no wrong for some people. I thought he was great today. I thought he was excellent when he came in. And I there, was one, there was one mistake him. he made <coughs> where, he threw, where the ball is bouncing around midfield and he tries to play it like a, a cheeky pass, kind of where the ball's high in the air and he's trying to flick it. When I, when I, and I actually remember when, when it dropped with Newcastle going, you can't do that. You have to just keep it, get it down and keep it. Because it was in one of those areas, you know, where Newcastle win it and they're, they're flying at your back four. Um, let's he has, talk a, he has a big fight on his hands now to get into the team. Yeah, but that's... Like the, the, last, the last two seasons, he was nearly a nailed-on starter. At one, I, I think at one point, he was the, the player that played every single game up until halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Now he's kind of towards... Even in the last 11 games of the last season, when we when we moved to that box midfield of the new formation, he, he struggled to get in. So it's a it's a kind of a fighting for your place now, and yeah. it's um, pulling his socks up. The sending off, um, Van Dijk goes for the tackle on Isaac. Um, Keith, fair, not fair. Sorry, before you do, Rob McGuire asked, did you give Matip a big up? I thought he was brilliant in the first half today. He had a lot to deal with. I thought Matip was absolutely fine today, absolutely yep. fine. Yeah. That's all I want from him. Um, but the sending off, Keith. Roy, it's hard. I was in the pub watching it and I seen it and I thought it was very harsh. But he does go through him a bit. You know, he does go through him. But the rules are changed as well and there's a few sketchy things around the rules. Uh, I thought it was a harsh red card. After looking at it back, I don't think Van Dijk cleans him out. I think he plays the ball. But I could be biased and I could have red blinkered glasses on that but I thought it was a harsh red card didn't expect it well I, I did expect it to be overturned and then I didn't and that was more based on politics the fact that the McAllister one got overturned I thought there's no way but look some people would say blatant some people would say no personally from looking at it I thought it was harsh but yeah Emma I think it's harsh because it's not it's not like he comes through the back of him mm. he goes to play the ball 
he literally goes to play. It's not like he 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 went to kick the player. Yeah. He just happened to clip his foot as as he made contact with the ball. The ball's kind of between Isaac's feet as as he swings to try and kick it, and he just clips the back of uh, Isaac's heel before he actually makes the ball. They say like it was a goal scoring opportunity. Like we don't know, he would have gone on to the end of the ball. He hadn't even touched the ball. Um, to, I can see why it's a red. I think it's I think it's harsh. Um, I think a yellow probably would have done. Um, but look, what can you, I, I like somebody in the chat there said it was a blatant red, and they're sick of Van Dyke very lazy. I don't, I don't see what about that tackle was lazy. Yeah. Um, I think Van Dyke. He, he has been guilty of being lazy. I have to say, last being lazy would be not making but, the but, challenge like, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but um, yeah. Look, I, I think it was, it was. I was more disappointed with his reaction afterwards than um, look. You're going to be pissed off that you, but you don't need to be adding games on top of. Now, do you know what, lads? I think all of our lads have a full campaign in the bollocks with the officiating yeah. in the league. And honestly, you can see what Van Dyke looks at him and tells him exactly what he is because I'm. I, he said you're a fucking joke. And then the ref's putting his hand, the, the fourth official's putting yeah. his hands on him going down the tunnel and he's saying, don't touch me. Because if he fucking touches him, he's getting the five game ban. Yeah. Simple as, I'm not going to go out one on the ref's cap, but I've just seen it perfectly summed up earlier on on Twitter. I think his name was Ian Newman. I think he might be a Crystal Palace fan. He says, Van Dyke is sent off because the ref initially bottles the Trent sending off because... He incorrectly booked Trent for a challenge beforehand. Yeah, and and, and that was it. It, it. The whole, the whole, the whole thing was a sequence of <coughs> calamitous decisions by the referee that's led to Van Dijk being being sent off there. Like people are saying, it's a clear denying of a goal scoring chance. It's not like he hacks him out from behind. He's he's level on with him, and he gets yeah. a foot on the ball as he tackles the lad. Like, come on. I, I, look again. And, and can I, I also say I as well? I, I know we don't particularly I'm, like talking about this chap. Neville was going on as though he fucking two footed him or something. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. what? Look, 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 look. Neville. Yeah, but you're, you're, Neville. Your, your, your problem there is you're listening to him. Yeah. No, <laughs> look, like, listen. No, genuinely, genuinely. Can I, I'll say it again, hopefully for the last time. Stop listening to him. He's a fuckwit, right? And he's going to be shown up by Peter Drury. Because Peter Drury just calls the game as he sees it, and he's brilliant at what he does, by the way. And he was, it was really refreshing to he listen to him today. Yeah, yeah. But let, stop listening to this fucking guy. He's a fucking idiot, right? And he's there saying stuff for the sake of fucking saying stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, for me, I get all the real stuff. I get all that, you know, but for me, it's a yellow card. I think if the ball had travelled another two two feet in the direction of the goal and Isaac's body shape was towards the goal and he stretches out, takes his ankle and then, you know, by chance just the ball goes, deviates. I'm saying, yeah, that's lazy by the way because you've let him run off yet and you haven't chased him. You've just thrown a leg out there. For me, when the contact is made, they're both side by side. Isaac seems to lose where the ball is for me a little bit. Van Dijk sees it. He, he catches him. I think it's a foul. I think it is a foul. But I don't think it's a red card. I think it's definitely a foul and possibly a yellow card. 
because of the position it's in. But like, I was trying to think earlier, many times we've seen a ball go into a striker on the edge of the box, right? And he, he takes a touch and a, and a defender just clatters him. Takes a touch towards the box and it clatters him. Yellow card. It just felt to me like it was like, and maybe Shawnee's, the, the people, the person on Twitter that Shawnee was reading about has a point. And this isn't me with red tinted glasses on at all because if that was the other way around, I'd be going, he's not giving a red for that. He's just not giving a red for that. It's a coming together. I think the defender goes with the ball. I don't think the forward is clear of him. You know what I mean? I don't think he's clear where you're going. He's in on goal. I don't think that's the case at all. I think, but I think it's definitely, he's impeded him. But he's not true on goal. He's just not. Do you know what I mean? So it's yellow. Now, um, lots of people in the chat are saying definitely uh, yellow. Um, and Bajan says, if that was Darwin and Botman, do you still feel the same? I've just said it. If that was Darwin Nunes and Botman, I'd be going. It's a yellow, it's, it's a yellow card. But listen, <clears throat> it's it's all about the rules nowadays. You're not allowed to be in any way fucking, you know, look at it in a liberal sort of way. It has to be. That's just a fucking rule. Um, but to me, to me, it was, I was kind of, when it happened, I thought, he, he gets the ball, but he's probably getting a yellow for that. You just catch him. Do you know what I mean? But I, at no stage did I think, Isaac's clear here. Isaac's clear and Van Dijk is stretching out a leg to last ditch sort of stuff at 20 yards from goal. I didn't think that for a second. But um, look, no matter what, if we if, if we kind of argue it at all, people are going to accuse us of just being Liverpool's fans saying that it happened. Um, I don't think, I don't know if Liverpool will appeal against it. I doubt it. Um, because if the rule is in place and I don't know uh, VAR well, that's a waste of fucking time as well so I don't I really don't know um, what's going to happen with that one but listen let's get back on to the positives um, and Keith I'll come to you first um, Liverpool do grow into that game and I think it's kind of open the game in the first half and what I mean by that is, is that it's kind of like Liverpool are having a go and Newcastle are having a go and Liverpool are you know winging it a little bit but I think they grew into it and were, they actually grew into a key by surrendering the ball a bit. They they got themselves in a shape at the start of the second half and people were raving going, Newcastle are flying here and I was going to go, no, Liverpool are moving to where they need to move here because otherwise they're going to be fucked after 65, 70 and even with changes you might struggle. Um, but were you impressed by that second half where Liverpool just sat in a bit and said, right, let's see what these have and then we'll you know, make it a game in the last 10 minutes and that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, it's something that Liverpool maybe haven't done in the past, in previous seasons. They've they've looked to take the ball and try to force things and it hasn't happened. And I heard a lot of people at the start of the season saying they, they want to see Liverpool seed in possession and let teams let come teams and break them down. Break down. And I thought they'd done that today and I thought they'd done it well. I mean, we, we can't get past the fact we played with 10 men from the 28th minute. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a late, it wasn't even a, you know, half of the second half job. This was a, a full a full game nearly at, at 10 men. And Liverpool, they were never going to go all out attack because why would you? Newcastle were confident they're at home. They're, they're, there's this rivalry there that they have that they think is there. And I think Newcastle were going to play. I, I was confident how Liverpool done it and how they dealt with it. Um, I think it's the sec obviously the second week in a row where we go down to ten men and manage it really, really well. I think Liverpool were excellent. I think they they took the ball, they didn't look to, as you say, force things. 
when you go down and and not only go down to ten men, it's two minutes after or something they score, isn't it? There's only something like two. Yeah, minutes, three minutes. Three minutes in between the goal, so you're looking at. You can see last week Liverpool were two one up, can go down to ten and score within a minute or two minutes. This week it's different. You're away. You're against Newcastle, who a lot of people think are going to beat you. I mean, a lot of the stuff I was reading and hearing was that Newcastle would win that game and. Liverpool handled it really well. I thought they were excellent when they went down. Excellent, probably stretching it. But I thought they were really, really good when they went down to 10 men and, and managed the game well, considering the circumstances. I thought, I thought as we touched on the end of earlier, it wasn't a 10 out of 10 performance, but it's a player that's playing in a position that if we didn't have him in that situation, you're looking at something different and you're looking at a, a chasm maybe building in your midfield. But... I just thought Liverpool were were well um, able for the the show that Newcastle were willing to throw at them. And look, they're not a bad team, Newcastle. I just I there's something unlikable about them. Whether it's their That's their fan Jason base, the, well, I was coming on to him. Yeah, <laughs> their manager, their owners, their assistant manager, or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. There's this thing, and it, maybe it's just me, and it grates against me. But when they went one 0 up, I'm like show you it's early we'll get back when we went down to 10 men within a couple of minutes i'm like oh bollocks what's going to happen here and i thought really liverpool again excellent last week when they went to 10 i'm like they're not going to deal with it again but i thought they were really really good considering the length of time they had to play i thought liverpool were good today i mm. thought they, they really got in there and handled it and did not dictated the play newcastle had a lot of chances but as you'd expect but it, it was it was a good performance. It, we've seen it before when there's been a mistake of, and they do try and force it. Players <laughs> in the past would be sort of saying, "Oh, we have to get this back." They took their time, took their time. Even I think when the substitutions come on late, it's around the is around the 80th minute 77. or the seventy seven. Like it's really late. That's when the last ones come on. The, the first yeah, end up when, was off after about seventy. Yeah, they go off. Yeah, but then it's that's when Nunes and Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. and whoever else comes on the I don't know the two of them yeah they come on at that stage well one nil down but I always thought we had a chance of getting back into the game I I didn't know if we'd win the game but I felt we'd get at least a draw and that's because Liverpool have managed it well I thought they'd done well and I thought you know it, it's a sign of maybe a slight difference that we would have seen before I felt we would have tried to push push and got caught and mm. I don't feel we did today which was good to see I want to give a shout to Salah and Sabazloy, um, where we're down to ten. I think I genuinely think in the running up to the end of the first half, Liverpool were kind of still finding what's the best way to deal with this, and they probably thought attacking was. But Newcastle are a counter-attacking team. There's no doubt about it. They're a counter-attacking team. Um, I think City noticed that last week and kind of sat back against them. Goes right, let them play, and we'll we'll do to them what they do to us. And I think Liverpool copped that. Start a second half, and I thought Sabah's life was excellent again today. Like yeah. the, the fear in other midfielders when he gets the ball is actually mad to watch. They don't know whether to go up, st- get in close to him, and he just seems to drift by players, and then he can power past you. He walks his fucking rocks off as well. He never stops. And I thought Salah coming in off that wing and just kind of making it. It was like a four-four-one where Salah was kind of central, but he was dropping. And he was more or less like four five zero because he was dropping in and he was getting little positions and I thought he was I thought he was really really good, but um, uh, Shani touched on something earlier and Keith has just done it there. We're managing this game and we're we're letting them we're trying to see what they're trying to do. Nearly asking them to make the first move, 
you know, are you going to bring on Harvey Barnes? Are you going to bring on whoever? Um, but the substitutes he makes, I think, are huge. And it goes back to when I've seen them poking down to 10 men before. And like Keith said, they push and push and end up losing two and three. Whereas yeah. this one, he, he kind of learned. And you see the fourth set of subs coming on. Um, I think it's Elliot and... It was Elliot for Gakbo and Jota. Jota. And then he does... And then when I seen Kwanzaa coming on, I was like, wow. Um, but Kwanzaa and Nunes on as well. <clears throat> I, the subs were excellent. And when they all come on, they all done really, really, really well. And just freshened us up a bit and made Newcastle think. Yeah, the, the different types of players. I think when Jota came on, he was absolutely excellent. He's an absolute pest. And I think he holds the ball up well, winning free kicks as well. Um, we've already touched on Elliot coming on and being excellent. Um, but I think we did to Newcastle what other teams have done to us for years. And that's it was nearly more like a low block. We decided we're going to manage this game. We showed them how to manage a game. Um, and Keith's right. If we had have decided, right, we're down to 10, we're 1-0 down, we need to go and get this goal back. Going 2-0 down with 45 minutes to go or 50 minutes to go is a hell of a lot different to going 2-0 uh, down with 10 minutes to go. And the reason I say that is, is at 77, when you see Nunes coming on, I think I said in one of the chat, I don't know why, I'm in too many fucking chats. I said, let's just go for it now. I'd sooner lose by two going for it than to lose by one not going for it yeah. and i think it was a it was a it was a planned uh it was a plan basically he, he decided we're going to get to the last 10 minutes and then we're literally going to go for it. and and that's what we did i mean for large parts of that last 15 10 minutes i thought we bashed them Um they had an awful lot of possession without necessarily creating any really really good chances the only i felt the only way that they were going to score was uh, Gordon coming in on, on his right and shooting or when Barnes came on and they, they seemed to always stick it out there and they, they cut inside. I thought that was the only way that they were really going to get a goal um, and I thought we handled it excellently. Uh, they couldn't they couldn't break us down. Kwanzaa, I thought, look, Kwanzaa is the same age as Colwell. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's as good as him. He hasn't, hasn't played as much football but he has the potential to be as good as him. Um, so it's it was great to see. Say that again? His passing was brilliant out of yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I mean, at one stage he was playing right wing, wasn't he? I think he, he would have yeah. uh, yeah. thrown. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, he gets them. He gets them torn at one stage, and the ball is kind of bouncing into a little bit of chaos, and the ball is just on, and he just fizzes the first time. Yeah. In this, he looks really comfortable on the ball. Like you know what I mean? We, yeah. And and this is not good. digging out Williams, or it's not digging out Phillips or anything like that, but. When they had to sit in and play at centre half, when we we had our trouble, when the ball was played, they they didn't look as comfortable on the ball, and it was just like they always wanted to just get rid of it. He was happy enough and was always making an angle to receive the ball. Didn't always get it, but was always wanting to get onto the ball, which I thought was excellent. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of the substitutes, I thought the substitutes were brilliant. Um, really changed the game for us, particularly Nunes. We'll get onto him in a few minutes. But I was delighted to see us trying to manage the game and then kind of nearly like it was a trigger. The last 10 minutes of the last 13 minutes was we're literally just going to go for this and mm. go for broke. And it was <clears> at 1-0, <throat> there's, there's, there's always a chance. And I, I gave up giving up on this team a long time ago. Never write this team off, regardless of who's in the team. 
<clears throat> you never write us off. <clears throat> and no amount of Saudi money is going to be able to buy a team like that or a spirit like that. You can wave all your flags all you want when the players come out onto the pitch, but you, you don't create the spirit and the, the cohesiveness that we have in our team. And it's, our um, look, just a couple of mentions, because we mentioned Quanta there. Um, Nunez is obviously going to get mentioned in a minute. Earlier we've mentioned, um, but Gomez, I thought, was very, very good. And it was it was very refreshing to see it. And uh, there was I was sitting today with a United fan watching it, and he said, "Jesus, Gomez! Do you remember when he, you know, he was the next best thing, you know?" And he goes, "But he's playing well there." And I went, "And do you know what it was? It just struck me." I said, "He just has a focus on what he's to do. The focus here is to try win as many fucking balls in the air as you can, just, you know, snuff stuff out, and just get it to other people." And I think because it was just literally that's what you have to do. I thought he was brilliant at it, but he showed he showed his pace and getting back at times. His passing was okay. He was winning headers. He won a, he won a couple of frees actually in tangles with um the fella that come on. He's a good he's a good forward. The English fella I can't remember his name. Um, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he, he won a couple of frees against him as well. And I was I was delighted with that. Um, but but like you said, the managing of the game was really good and and bringing Jota on. The minute Jota comes on, you see Newcastle going right. We're not fucking going too high here because Gakpo might, might not run off you but Jota fucking most certainly will and if you give him a sniff and you could see Trippier straight away going alright my little fucking um, fun in the sun here down the right wing is over because I have to watch this fella like a hawk and fair play to Klopp because he's being criticised on this show and shows on this channel for the substitutions he's made in different games but I thought today it was really well planned it showed a lot of confidence in, in players in the especially the likes of Gomez and Kwanzaa for me and he, he backed himself to get something and he does get something and Shani Darwin Nunes <laughs> I've heard so many people right look the, the master of chaos and right Dr. Chaos and all right and I love all that about him I love it all about him but he has to start scoring goals and he has to start looking like the type of I don't care what type of striker he is once he's shown <laughs> if he's that type this he, you know if he's an off the shoulder fella, put him off the shoulder and you have to start scoring. Yeah, I if think you're a, that's the thing. If man. you're a target man, he, but you're seeing that today he comes on. And when he came on, I actually thought to myself, they might grow in confidence here again and kind of push us on. Do you know what I mean? Because they'll get stuck into him and kill her at source. But talk to me about the first goal because that finish is fucking brilliant. That finish actually is um, Suarez away we'll at go, Norwich. In we'll go, we'll, 14, go I think. Before, we'll go before the first goal. The ball... Gets played over top to him and his force touch lets him down. Yes. And you can let Gary Neville in commentary he goes, Ah, look, you were thinking he's helped me he probably got that out of his game after last year, but looks like the same old, same old. And his touch is letting down there. And then they go down the other end and the exact same thing happens to their strike. And he's like, That's a case of the two strikers there and not having the, the ability to kill it. But this is what Nunes was at fucking Benfica. Yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a uh, a striker who was getting on the end of headers and he's done it last year. He did it last year, but it wasn't his game. It wasn't his game. He, whipping balls into we were just plowing balls into the box from last year, hoping he get in the end of it. This is the type of player he is. In between the fullback and the striker, we're fucking pace the bone, lightning fast, and and the only thing that he didn't do last year was his composure in front of goal. Well, fuck me. You can the take two of them were very composed. Yeah. yeah, it was Cavani esque 
Edison Cavani at Napoli when the ball goes through and it's just getting lasered into the corner. Lasered into the bottom corner. It's fucking... It's unreal. And he gambles because he sees that. I think I don't know whether it's Botman. Botman. Yeah, it's Botman. Botman gets tangled up in the ball and he gambles. But Botman gets gets tangled on the ball, you see, because he actually tries to make too sure of it because he knows that plays behind him and ends up fucking doing that's that's what that's what presence does, Gav. That's what presence does. But he gambles. Like last year, Nunes probably would have stopped that ball trick, but he gambled. And he goes through, and the finish is fucking exceptional because, like, and Pope does well as a keeper because Pope gets out and makes it really difficult for him the angle, and that that's probably Pope's forte <clears> in, in fairness is one on one shot stop, and he's really good, but the finish is just fucking is outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. He lasers it in off the post, and it like. I've been critical of Darwin and others have been critical of Darwin and we all thought that he's got a kick on this season but that feels like a big, big moment in his Liverpool career for him. I, I, I genuinely do. I feel like this is sort of a, a watershed moment for him and you see in last week people are saying oh, he just headed down the tunnel after the game. Like I'd be annoyed if my strikers weren't annoyed coming off not playing enough football. You see in the embrace for Klopp at, at the ninety. You see the way the lads treat him around the dressing room, Allison. He's sort of like a little brother figure, I feel. And I think this season might be the season where, um, again, important point to make with Nunes, similar to Trent, <coughs> he's still a boy. Yeah. He's, he, he's still a kid. Like he's he's not. He's played a lot of football, but he's still, he's still relatively inexperienced in terms of at this top level. And I think this could be the season that. Nunes becomes a man because there's fucking there's there's plenty of things you can teach striker that have like Evan Ferguson that just knack for scoring goals, but that God given unnatural pace is fucking unstoppable. And uh, I listened to the Gary Neville podcast after the game, and he turns around and he goes, "Don't get me wrong, Gakpo and Jota are two brilliant players." He says, "But fuck me," didn't say I'm paraphrasing. He says, "Yeah, of course." Oh, you don't want to. You, you don't want to play against a Darren Nunes at any stage because he just has nightmare pace in behind. And I think that's what Liverpool need to do now is play to his strengths and not try fucking shoehorn him into a system that doesn't suit him. If Darren Nunes is an off-the-shoulder striker, then play balls in behind and get him on the ball instead of trying to walk it out wide and put it in the box. Mm. Make defenders have to walk, but I get defenders torn, th- put it on the inside and, and bang. And so many people are quick to write him off because of fucking one bad touch today. But I'm telling you, this fella has mental, mental, mental ability. And it's yeah. why Chelsea fans were getting a little bit horny during the week when they thought they were being when they thought they were being linked up. Don't get me wrong, lads. They will all point at this fella and fucking laugh. But silently in their heads, they all want to die with Nunes in that team. It's as simple as that. They, they, I, I hope this is the thing now where he kicks on now and just fucking rattles in a lot of goals because it looked like it was going to happen last year before I woke up and the break comes and he comes back and he's fits and spats again he's a few moments of magic but this is Darwin at his best pacing behind and fucking rootless finishing and he was absolutely rootless today it's fucking unreal and a celebration and he knows it as well you know he knows that there's 
he's kind of made a rod for his back. The years and the oak and all, yeah. and the fucking he's he's fire in the belly, ice in the head is what you need. And I think that's once he gets that, he's gonna be a fucking killer. He's fucking. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I said it again, and I'll say I said him fine. I'll say it again. <clears throat> I've never wanted a player to succeed more in a Liverpool yeah. jersey than this fella. I really, I honestly, genuinely, there's not another player on the fucking planet coming through that I want to see be a success more at this club because he in, he encapsulates Liverpool for me. Just fucking, he, he can be anything he wants. I'm, I'm the lot, I'm just so happy that we have him. I genuinely am. I think, I think when you, when you look at him and, and I think you're right, you know, that whole playing it out wide, but I think, you know, people have said like Klopp has questioned his defensive work and stuff, and that that's absolutely fine. If if they feel you have to work a little bit longer on him with that, that's fine. Because at the end of the day, you can run being behind all you want and get chances, but you have to be part of that defensive unit as well in, in things you do. And I'm not asking to be fucking, you know, Bobby Firmino in the defensive mind. It's just it, maybe it's just the way he presses players, different things. It could be something small, and they're working on him, and they're definitely working with the language stuff and all, and that's that sound right. Uh, John says there he's not Bobby Firmino. Stop trying to make him into a city allowed Haaland be Haaland. We've got to let Darwin be Darwin. I think he will we, he will benefit massively from McAllister and Sobers Lido because they're both players that look to put a pass into you. You know, whether that's into his feet and he can do something or in down the side or stuff like that. Whereas Henderson in particular is one where he gets it and he wants to put it out to Trent and Trent is putting it in, in the box but it was interesting both his goals come off the fact that Salah again dropping deep into that central position and it might be something that they look at because it just left a gaping hole for Darwin Nunes to run into <clears throat> Keith we get up back to one all um, it's a brilliant finish I just it flashed in my mind when he scored and someone did agree with Shani saying Cavani but it flashed into my mind when Suarez done this away at Norwich in one of the fucking 40 goals he scores against him where he's literally just lampoons this fucking thing straight into the corner off the post and it reminded me of that when I seen the the last angle of her in off the post um, but look it's a brilliant finish but Keith the second one's even better because as soon as Liverpool win the ball you just see him going I'm just going to make that little arc run and you're just going to fucking put it in there and when he gets in again Keith Pope is quite good at filling the goal he hits the side netting again with the finish Keith it's not in the middle of the goal it's not under Pope, it's like I'm just banging it in the side net in here, and you're not getting anywhere near it. I think it's a brilliant striker's goal. The second one, it's actually on Sky Sports News here as we're talking. I'm just watching literally the highlights there. The second goal has just gone in, and like that, one thing we've said about Darwin Nunes is maybe he hasn't had that composure and he hasn't had that calmness. But the finishes today, forget about Roy, the fourth one he takes really well, the second one, it's late. You know what I mean? Like it's it's late when a player that doesn't have composure will be just trashing at it. It's an absolutely brilliant arc run. I'm just looking at there, a little arc on his run, takes it and buries a pass. Pope Pope's about six foot seventy, so the goal there's not much goal to aim at, and he just gets it in past him. It's a brilliant, brilliant goal by Darwin Nunes, and it's look, he's a player that that we've all spoke about endlessly. I think we all want to see Darwin Nunes doing well, but even last season when he did well. It would be one finish and four would be a composed finish and the other would be three would be a bit scuttery or a bit whatever. They're two excellent, excellent goals today. You know, two, it's very similar goals, similar positions, takes them on, goes through. And just, I think Sean, he said it earlier, it's just that laser beam into the into the side of the net. And 
it's a it's a big big um thing picture of things to come with Darwin. I think yeah, it could be a it could be a big moment as well. I'm I'm hopeful that it's a big moment. Look, we spoke about him before. Darwin Nunes comes from Uruguay, he goes to Spain for a year, does well at Almeria, but goes to Benfica, scores about six goals in his fourth season. The second season he blows up, comes to Liverpool, and people make out he's been some sort of absolute shy hawk at Liverpool. He's actually he been very good. Like his record's been good, considering the circumstances and the situation, and the fact that he then was out of the team because he had to deal with other stuff around, you know, the donkey walk that you have to do to play at Liverpool. He's got about fifteen goals. He's been ridiculous, you know, and that's in a settling in period. I'm seeing a lot of signs from him that there's he's putting that polish onto his game, and if he does. I think he could absolutely blow it up and take us on. If you have a player like him, as Shawnee said, if you have a player like him, you're not going you have to play to them strengths. There's no point. The problem we probably have is if you have a Gakbo, he's not playing like that. He's the opposite. He's coming the opposite way for the ball. Darwin Nunes is going over the top off the off the shoulder. Gakbo's coming in deep. The the team have to adapt to whoever's playing up there. But I thought they looked to get him in. The two goals they got him in with good balls in, so actually very good balls, both of them, and he just absolutely popped them in. I thought they were two great finishes, really, really good. I'm a huge Nunes fan, and I was pleasantly surprised with the two finishes that they were both composed and just serial killer finishes. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Didn't trash at them. He just took them on and absolutely popped them in, which was it's, great. Um, it's it's they're both similar positions, but they're both different finishes one is just i'm banging this and the other one is i'm placing it you know with fair enough power and fairness but it's they're both right in the corner that's what i loved about it like if you trash at that it's going close to the keeper or the keeper's palming it away but it's not he's just he's just whipping them into that into i don't that. like the chaos thing either lads i don't like <laughs> it, to be honest with you i don't i do some I love of it. his best some of his best now but i don't like the tag for him because some of his that, best calls i never feel some of his best, like the goal, I think it's against Wolves in the FA Cup. There's no chaos about it. It's fucking elegance. It's ball over the top. It's a lovely cold. Like, they're two lethal finishes today. Lethal yeah. finishes. Two really difficult finishes. But the, 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 well, how the game went, their arse went. Like, yeah, man, Target came on. He didn't know whether he needed a shot or a haircut when, <laughs> when the ball was coming down his side. He was all over the place. Yeah. He was literally all... I just hope now that Klopp trusts him and throws him in and fuck the not being able to do the defensive thing. Let this fella score goals. Let let yeah. them walk. We've played we've different midfielders now who can do that. Like Sabozloy love playing with someone like that. <coughs> if Milman, the thing we always said about him was I'd be worried if he wasn't getting chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If your striker's missing chances, it's something that can be easily easily fixed. And it's just club seemed to be biding his time around a little bit. He had a really good preseason as well. Like his goals yeah, to I seen it earlier, his goals to his minutes to goal involvement ratio is off the charts. Oh. It's like 0.97 involvements every 90 he plays, which is high. Like it, it, it basically means he's either scoring or assisting when he's playing, when he's getting the minutes. Like he, he fucking look. I just, I really, I again, I, I'm parroting it here, but I just, I've never wanted the fella to do so well. Look, look at him. 
fucking <laughs> look at the look that Victor there. He's fucking mad. He is. He's fucking. Well, I think I, I think you get players all the time, and you kind of say to yourself, "That's the moment for him." That that's where you know he, you know, he's 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 in. He's, you know, when you get players into a squad, and you know, six months later, you go, "Do you know what?" He actually feels like he's part of the squad now, not part of the squad, but he's found his rhythm or he's found his place. Within. I yeah. think that today, I'm hoping that today is where Darwin says to himself, do you know what? Don't worry about it. Get chances and fucking score. The rest will come. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if he goes and scores two against Villa next week, right? People are going to, and maybe he scores two and Klopp is kind of going, I might have to ease off on this defensive stuff from trying. Just fucking put him out there and let him play. A bit like when Diaz showed up. And he just went to the as usual fuck up and play there and it'd be grand, you know, sort of way. But I'm hoping that that's his moment. I really am. Um, loads of people in the chat have mentioned Joe Linton just wandering around kicking fuckers and not getting uh, yellow. That was outrageous, Mark, by the way. He was doing his best Mark Van Bommel. It uh, was absolutely un- unreal how many Bommel times he yeah. kicked people. And then, and then moaning at the ref every time as well and not yeah. getting booked yeah. after every time. Um, that was sensational how he got away with that. But listen, we're going to wrap it up in a minute. Um, man of the match, Emma, go on, you can go first. Um, Sabasloy. Okay, I think that's fair. He's an absolute machine. Yeah, he is a machine. Shani. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the madman. I'm gonna give it to to Darwin. Uh, but a special mention to Diogo Jota. Who I thought was fucking super when he comes yeah, on. He was. He was. Thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. fucking. Man of the matches club for a fucking sticking two fingers up in that fucking Love Island cunt Tindall. He's on. He's an Alison, are you are blind? Alison's a good show as well, in fairness. Yeah. Uh Alison, man of the match for Kevin Sullivan. Alison was supposed to Alison. Yeah. I I go Darwin as well. He won the match for us. Do you know what I mean? He comes on, he wins the game. I thought Joe Gomez was very good when he came on, considering the circumstances and considering the the pecking order and the expectation or trepidation about Joe Gomez these days. I thought he was very good. Alisson, yeah, look, makes that save ridiculous. But Darwin comes on. When we're 1-0 down, flips it on its head with two excellent goals. And I know it's not. It's only a little cameo. Has to be Darwin. Two, two goals that he doesn't have to think about. I think that's when he's yeah. uh, his best. Is when it's just a natural, thing, natural thing to. Yeah. Him. Very if, true. If, if, point. If, if if you've to if you've to throw a player one on one with a keeper running through, you probably want Jota or Salah. You don't mm. want Nunes anywhere near it. If you've got a ball dropping over someone's shoulder and he just has to twat it towards goal, it's Nunes all day. Well, in fairness, though, like you, you say that, but when you actually watch the goals back. It's a bit of a mistake by Botman. He has to take it on then. He looks up. So he has got a bit of time to think about that one. And the second one, I think he has a bit of time to think as well. But but, but it's like, like there's only one thing you can do from there. There's nobody else in the box. I, I, that's fair. Yeah, that's well, fair. Well, he could but take I mean, the extra touch, couldn't he? And, yeah, and maybe well, in the past, he, he would have taken yeah, that. Or else, or tried to or else it he'd have flicked it up and tried to lamp, lamp a volley. Like, but it, he actually looked like finishes you're seeing. When we signed them, and you're looking back at his Benfica goals, they look like finishes that you see him when he was playing for Benfica. And well, his that's first confidence. one there was nowhere else he could have put it. No, no, that but the, the second only one, spot he could have put it. The second one in particular, you could have put him in a Benfica short playing in the Portuguese league, and you would have went, "Yeah, I believe that that's a goal he scored for Benfica." That's where it was. Um, I think Sabas is a very good show. Um, I think well, obviously, um, Darwin is a very good show, but I am going to go with Allison. Uh, 
simply for that save because if he doesn't make that save, Liverpool don't get near this game. They just don't because they would have been pushed on to go and try get something and would have been caught on the break and Newcastle wanted that. Newcastle were fucking dying to get a second goal just so they could sit back and then hit us on the break. And yeah. um, the highlight... Sure, yeah, yeah my, my highlight of the day is probably the Newcastle fans giving Klopp loads all day and they're being very fucking quiet at the end. Um, yeah. But look... Darwin Nunes. Oh, Tindall giving it one of them. Yeah, well, Tindall's an asshole. He's an asshole. Um, so. Anyway, Liverpool 2, Saudi Arabia 1. Um, Mad finished. wine, brother. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. And uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool 2 wins and a draw from the first three. Villa are home next week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, it's been a decent start to the season. Uh, coming up this I'd, week. I'd say it's been a good start to the season, yeah. Gav. I'd say it's been a great start. You know, when you Two look at the, the fixtures. Out of the way. Out of the way, yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot to be said for, considering people would say, well, in somewhat in disarray squad-wise, we've gone to Chelsea, right, they're not the best team in the world, but we've gone there, a, traditionally a, a stinker of a blatant place to go. We've gone to Newcastle, who are the, you know, the, the journalist favourites or whatever these days. You know, it's a really, oh, really tough start. Journalist, it depends what country you're talking about, to be fair. Well, yeah, well, the English journalists all seem to love them. Not so much the Americans. But um, it's tough, tough games. And and if you are led to believe, people will downplay it and say, oh, no, the, the, the Liverpool have played three games against two really tough away games. And he played with 10 men in both, in two of them as well. Not the away games, but in two of the fourth three. Yeah. I think it's been a great start to the season. Yeah. And look, it's it's one where... Is, is the Villa game the last one before the international break? Yeah. For yeah. internationals. Yeah. For I know, yeah. I, it's one I really... It's one I'm, I'm thinking about already. Um, And I'm not usually like that, but I'm thinking about this Villa game already because I'd love to see us just go 10 points from 12 before that international break. But look, um, we have beaten Saudi Arabia 2-1 today. Um, I think it's, it's a great win what for a, Liverpool. What a win um, for the and, and we move on. This week um, on the channel, well, wh- whatever day, what day is the transfer deadline day? Or could be Friday or something, is it? Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, but we will have winners. We should have winners and losers tomorrow. We will we'll have a, a transfer one during the week, possibly on the deadline day, unless some Liverpool do something mental. Um, before then... Uh, the lads will talk about the, the big topics of the Premier League on uh, the Premier League this week, um, which should be out on Thursday, unless that's deadline day. What day is deadline day, lads? Friday. I think it is Thursday, isn't it? Is, it? is it? Does it go into the 4th or is it the 31st? I don't know. The I'll tell you now. I'll Google it here now. Friday. Friday is the 1st. And okay. I think, yeah, I think... Is Friday have... the 1st? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's Friday. So, do, yeah, yeah. So, Thursday, the lads will be... Lads be witches. We'll be here on Monday and then Tuesday meant to be dictated by uh yeah, by transfer stuff if anything happens. Um Emma, anything else before we go? No, all good. All good, happy days. Keith, anything else before we go? No, all good. All good. No good com- nothing to complain about. Good stuff. Shani, would you like to abuse anybody else before you leave? Oh, I think I've done enough for the day. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've done quite well. Um, to be fair to you. Um, and not many of the things you said were, I, I would disagree with, to be perfectly fair. Who could? Um, <laughs> show me someone who can disagree with anything that he said. Yeah. I'll show you. I don't mean to offend people. Ah, no, you don't offend anyone, Sean. You don't be worrying about it. Nobody, the nobody end of the day, you're a sausage, you're a sausage. Do you yeah. know the way Gav's just trying to cut me off now before I say anything else? No, 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 no. Listen, you, the damage is done. The damage is done, Sean. <laughs> There's no going back. Come here, then. Sausage of the week. Actually, who is sausage, sausage of the, of the week, week Shani? Who do you reckon is sausage of the week? 
Oh yeah, man, Cordish definitely. Oh, I'm out going for that, but he's he's a new he's a new friend on Twitter, is he? I've more enemies than Batman for fuck's sake. Well, he's like <laughs> honestly, he 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 just takes the cake, man. My Jesus. Okay. Well, I'm yeah, not I'm you know I'm waiting. Release the DMs. He was uh, he was sending he was sending me. Honestly, this this these fellas all need to be pumping padded cells somewhere because <laughs> if if football is down this year, you need genuinely need to sit down in the couch hour and have a good think about yeah. where your life is going because it can't be the general direction would suggest. To the fucking shit, but yeah, sausage of the week. We'll just we'll go for real people and not internet mongrels. Uh, we'll go for Jason Tindall. Okay, Jason good choice, Tindall. good choice. Yeah. Madge Apple says, "What about Gav throwing Keith under the bus on the Anfield rap? Did I throw you under the bus on the Anfield rap?" About me cakes, was it in the? Oh ah, yeah, that's not throwing under the bus. That's just fucking saying right, that. Um, yeah. What did I say that? Yeah, you did. did. Um, oh, it's all coming out in the wash now. But no, but to Lauren be honest with you, um, I, I didn't throw him under the bus. It's just he's just lying. Like he's just lying, lying about cakes and. Do you know what, fry. Gav? I'm buying a new air fryer. I'm in the market for a new oh, air fryer. Oh, you're all, you always say this. We'll buy the ninja. We'll bake a cake. We'll bake it. No, I'm getting. Did you hear us last week? He did. No, last week we met two girls in um in in the. Red Line Pub in Liverpool, and they Please promised take it. Off line. Take off th- line. They were a couple. <laughs> they were a couple. Don't worry about it. Um, but they've they've promised to uh, try bake a cake in their ninja and send us the video. There you go. So, so they're fighting on your behalf. There you go. So, it's I told them. I'm shocked they haven't got it already. I'll give I'll give you one to finish on. Do you know what to say about Magpies? Magpies. One for sorrow, two for joy. Get up there, there you Neil, there's your fucking little rocket ship. <laughs> and that's, as you say, over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.